Heather Duplessy-Allen. Peter Lewis, Asia Business Correspondent, with us now. Hey, Peter. Hi, Heather. Can we say that the that, that we've reached the bottom with China and the economic star- story is a good one now? Well, the, the data out uh, that came out this morning, the economic activity data for August, was better than expected, uh, particularly on the retail sales side. Retail sales grew 4.6%, so that's uh, quite a big increase from the 2.5% we saw in July. Um, and it's important because one of the things uh, that the government has been desperately trying to do is to get consumers out and about spending again because that's been a big drag on the domestic economy. Um, so any sign that uh, retail sales and, and consumer spending is picking up um, is good. Um, it's a bit early to say if this is a trend or not, because up until uh, fairly recently, the data hasn't been great um, at all. And this is probably the first positive data uh, we've had for several months. So um, it, it's a good start. There is some bad news in it all as well, though, and that is that the property market is still falling. Fixed asset investment slowed down, and that's investment in infrastructure and property um, and the like. And it was dragged lower uh, because investments in property declined about 8% uh, compared to a year ago. And prices, house prices, are still falling. Um, and this is a big, big drag on the uh, Chinese economy because the property sector is about a third of the overall uh, makeup of the economy on the mainland, if you include all the ancillary things that go around it as well, like providing services and um, and the likes to, to go with the property. Um, so until that picks up, it's going to be very hard to see um, how there can be any sustained um, improvements in the Chinese economy and also in sentiment, because it really um, damages sentiment when people see their house prices going down month after month. And it's not something that they're used to seeing in China at all. And then how much of this, how much of a complete picture are we getting, given how much data is now no longer being published? Well, that's the other thing you see as well. I mean, some people will say um, that China can make its economic data whatever it wants to be. The National Bureau of Statistics is run by the government, um, and there is always a fair degree of scepticism um, about how true these numbers are. Um, and that's um, and a good example of that is the youth unemployment rate, uh, which uh, the Chinese government has told the National Bureau of Bureau of Statistics to stop publishing a month or so ago. Mm. Uh, well, today, the National Bureau of Statistics said there's been great improvements uh, in the youth unemployment rates, but they didn't tell us what the number was or what the figure uh, was. So we're supposed to take this um, at their word that there has been an improvement, but we just don't have the data uh, to show it. And, and that obviously puts people off investing in China, because if they can't get basic information on how uh, the economy is doing, it makes it very difficult to invest in the market. Peter, has, has Kim agreed to give Vlad some, some weapons or what? Well, this is, um, I think this is a big issue. We don't know exactly what they discussed uh, there, but, um, but Kim is staying on in uh, Russia now for another three days um, or so. I'm not quite sure why or what he's doing there. Uh, but yes, the suspicion is, and certainly the Americans think, um, that uh, Kim Jong-un will be providing some sort of ammunition um, and weapons uh, to Russia. Now, the only place that those weapons can come from, other than its own stockpiles, and it does have some stockpiles, but not enough to replenish Russia, the only place it's going to get them from is China. Now, China has always said it won't provide weapons directly uh, to Russia. But if this is a backdoor route for, for China to help rearm Russia, 
then there's going to be some enormous consequences from that. Um, and certainly from the EU um, and from the US, because they will see this as a direct uh, sort of threat and a direct provocation. So I'd heard the suggestion that I'd heard was that if it was North Korea supplying Russia, it would be Soviet era weapons, which is embarrassing. But if it's China, then it could be newer stuff, couldn't it? That's right. I mean, uh, what, what North Korea has, um, as we've seen in the past, is, is not particularly uh, reliable. But yes, China has spent an enormous amount uh, on upgrading uh, its weaponry and upgrading its military. And there they will have far more sophisticated uh, weapons. Now, whether China wants to go that step um, and sort of provide it to North Korea, which will then they will know will go on to Russia, is another matter. But if they were to do that, um, I think there will be some grave international consequences. Peter, always good to talk to you. Thank you, mate. Peter Lewis, we'll talk to you again in a week. Uh, our Asia business correspondent out of Hong Kong. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.